Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wow, welcome back to another session of Business Garage. I can hear the people in studio, they are so excited. Wow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're just joining us a little late, but right on time for the conversation. What do I want you to do right now? Share the link. Share the link everywhere on all your social media platforms. Get your workmates logged in. Get your friends and family on because we're about to have a small good interruption to what you thought we were doing at Business Garage. Apostle, we send you greetings. These guys chose the clip where you sounded like you were quarreling, yet you were so nice to us last week. They only chose the part where you were quarreling with us and, and, and we needed it. So we send you greetings wherever you are right now. And today is different in a good way. Oh yes, I'm not going to tell you what we are going to do until at least I see 10 more people on Business Garage. Get your friends and family logged on, share this link. We are about to get into a very exciting conversation. My name is B3 and today I am not, I am just here to give company to the professionals as they have conversation. I'm here to represent you, the regular person, Omuntu Wawansi to ask your questions. Today we are hosting someone very special to worship Harvest, a friend and a business leader. Let me give you the CV. He is the group chief executive officer for Zanaka Limited, which is written with a K, but the K is silent. Oh yes. He's the director for Kenya Private Sector Alliance. Mm-hmm. He is the director, this is one man, just want to be clear. We're not hosting five people. He is the director of the East African Business Council and the vice president, hear this, of the Comesa Business Council. Oh yes, today we are hosting a very special guest, a friend here at Worship Harvest and a business leader and a believer, Mushai Kunyiha. I hope I've said the name right. That's good enough. Yay! And our chief interviewer of the day is our leader here at Business Garage, our business pastor in Worship Harvest Ministries, Pastor Chris Kawesa. Looking good. I'm a bit scared. Thank you. Thank you. I've never seen you in these clothes. Let me make it clear on social media. It's a surprise. It's a what a surprise. Pastor Jean, we send you greetings. We don't know what you went through to present this man today. But we are excited. So we're having some fun. We can have business and have some fun. So right now, remember, we want you to engage a lot. So all of you, especially on YouTube, send your questions, your comments, get ready because the leader we are hosting today is very, he's very special and he's really a business person. And he's bringing a thing that we probably never discussed here at Business Garage, something really unique and something that we are dreaming about at Worship Harvest and we are pushing for in Africa and beyond. So right now, I'm going to hand over to the professionals. Over to you, uh, Pastor Chris Kawesa. I thought you would take us through the leading question. No, sir. Okay. I am here to represent the people. You see, it's hard to ask Mushai questions because he's very wise. (laughs) He can bring the question back to you. What are you saying about the people you ask questions? No, I know. I've I've, I've interacted with him. Mm. So I want us to just 
First of all, welcome, Mr. Thank you. Mushan. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Glad to be here. We had to take this opportunity to bring you here. We had to make sure that you come. Yes. But just briefly, just tell us who you are. Share with the people. People want to, 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 to connect with you. Just tell us who you are, your business journey. Where are you from? Are you, did you just come from heaven with amazing business I... insights? Just tell us your story. No, so thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor B. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. I was trying to remember when I was last here. Was transformed. What, which one? I can't remember. The one with an earthquake. You remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> there was an earthquake in the middle of a class. I was doing a class somewhere then. <laughs> and the building was not finished. So it's amazing. Great to see how much it's done. We have lots of fun here. Yeah. Earthquakes involved. <laughs> earthquakes involved. It was fantastic. Yeah. So like you said, I'm Mushai. I was wondering who you were introducing, but <laughs> I'm just not shy. And I work and live in Nairobi, yeah. where I live with my wife. I have one wife, Nancy. <laughs> She's a doctor. Nancy, we'll send you greetings. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, hopefully. And then we've got two sons. They're now almost adults. They're in university. Wow. One in the U.S. and one in the U.K. And uh, ten fish. In the house. Oh. Now the house is empty, so we have ten fish to keep us company. Are, are those are those for fish. eating? Like no, no, they're not for eating. They're for looking at. They're for looking at. For conversation, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, how did I start? I, I like most of us in East Africa. You know, we kind of grow up in school. You are told you, you know, you need to study. You need to do something mm. from your parents. My um, dad was in business for a long time, so that's what he'd been doing. We could see that. But I actually studied law, so I started mm -hmm. off with law. Mm -hmm. But law I studied because also I could not decide what to do. I was always <laughs> thinking about, should I do this, should I do that? Yeah. Then somebody suggested, just do law. It's a good degree to get you off somewhere. Yeah. Uh, when I came back to Kenya after studying law, I, I went to a law firm to qualify as a lawyer. Yeah. But there's another story there. But we, we ended up in court one day or two, and I said, this thing is not for me. Wow. <laughs> okay, I can't do this. I don't think I'll survive here. Mm. So that's when I started going into the family business. At that time, my mom was running a detergent distribution business mm. and a travel agency. Okay. So I went to kind of help her with that. That detergent distribution business became a cleaning company. We got an opportunity wow. to buy a cleaning company, so we have something in common with Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was doing cleaning in, um, in Nairobi for a while. Unfortunately, my dad passed away just about two years after that. Aww. And his main business was in agri animal health inputs. Um, it was Cooper Kenya. I think there was mm. a business here, Cooper Uganda, yes, yes, around yeah. the same time. It was a big brand then. It was a big brand. And so we were doing the Kenyan site. And so I went to work in that business. Mm -hmm. I started off um, doing supply chain. I was a manager. Now this is after my dad died. I was on the mm -hmm. board, but a manager. And then I've gone up, became the general manager, the MD, now mm -hmm. the group CEO. Wow. wow. So that's, that's what I did work-wise. Awesome. Yeah. And tell us a little I bit more. There are more businesses. The investment, the family yes. investment business. Yeah, so that became a family business. My dad had invested with his friend, first of all. So there were two of them, two families uh, involved. And then, um, you know, as, a, as we grew and I got into the business, we started doing other things. So one of them we did is real estate yeah. and uh, expanded the product range. So now we don't just do um, 
animal health, we also do crop chemicals. Uh, we also got a lab that we invested in, so we do some lab analysis in Kenya. Those are the main businesses we're running right now um, in Kenya. So obviously that was, I don't need to count the number of years, but it was a few years ago. <laughs> it was a few years ago when that started. And so it's been a journey growing through those. The cleaning business uh, did not survive. This is not in our hands. So what we did is we sold it. Okay. We ended up selling the businesses. And I think one of the things people don't get is how to buy and sell businesses. Yes. I think it's an important thing to know. You don't, we keep them like they are our children. <laughs> you know that they'll never go. But sometimes you've got to sell the business. It was the same with the uh, travel agency. We, all, we also sold. So you've got to start businesses and keep moving. And keep moving to the next ones. Um, so, so it's been interesting as a family business journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the clip that um, Apostle Mose was talking uh, about uh, having mentors as well. <laughs> so I definitely benefited from my dad's friend who was wow. who's, um, the chairman of the group still. Yeah. And it's him who has kind of held my hand through all that time so that you learn wisdom from others. And having a board of directors, listening to other people, so it's been a fantastic journey in that way. Yeah. I have I have questions already. Yes. Okay. Um, so you're talking about family business, and that's something we rarely hear, at least in in Uganda in the African context. One of those questions we ask: How many second, third generation businesses do you know, and you can count them? Yes. So what you're doing is very unique and special, and it's something that we are preaching, teaching. You know, getting people to think about, that's why we're talking about build systems, think about the future. But your story begins with, so you went and did law because you were trying to figure out what to do. Of course, the first thing we're thinking about is, so did you get into the family business willingly? Um, Were you introduced to it early? What what, what did that look like? Because it seems like you were trying to take another path and then you sort of had to take this path. Yeah, so to sort of, t- because the people probably have a dad or a mom who runs a business and they're telling themselves, no, I'm going to, you know, take my own path. What got what you into it? What got you to stay? Because why didn't you quit when it stabilized and you knew it could run without you? Yeah. yeah lots okay. of questions. Yeah, good questions there. Um, so I started off, um, like I said, when I quit, I went to work with my mom and that was voluntary yes. in a sense. <laughs> but it was kind of like, this is temporary. Yeah. My wife is a doctor, mm-hmm. and she was actually, that time we were thinking about, we'll go do our master's, I just done degree, so I'm like, I'll go do my MBA, she wanted to specialize in medicine, mm-hmm. all those things. So we were thinking about going abroad, whatever, you'll get something. But, now my dad died. Mm-hmm. So that part was not voluntary. It really was not, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm the firstborn son. Oh. And you know how it is in Africa. People start uh, looking at you, <laughs> yeah. and they start saying, you know, Musha, you're going to have to live with your mom now. Yeah. You have to take care of her, yeah. you have to do all this. Yeah. So so that part became you know part of what you had to do. Yes. Okay, so that was there. But I don't think I have no regrets in that sense. Um because to some extent my dad prepared me for uh leading, for doing different things. We used to talk a lot, he'd he'd give us just general business things, just over lunch, yeah, uh, conversations and so on and he was helping me as I started the cleaning business as well. So, so there was some input from him as well. Um, so it is one of the big challenges all families have. Because are people going to come in uh, voluntarily mm-hmm. or are they forced going to be forced in mm-hmm. and so on. 
And it's all about circumstances and conversations that you have. But you do make a point. One of the big challenges we have in Africa is successive, you know. Yes, succession planning and businesses that survive generations. Yes. So when we see big businesses, even globally, it's because they've survived generations. Exactly. Um, even in East Africa today, we take the big businesses. You have, like here, you have Mukwano. You have, yes. We have the Bidcos. We have the Safal groups and so on. They are fourth generation businesses. Exactly. They did not start yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So one of the key questions we must ask in within our African culture, how are we going to be able to do, to move successively? I think we've taken our businesses like our land. That's a problem. Tell us, <laughs> okay, like how our do we shamba. take our land? So no, what no. happens, <laughs> I think purpose. it's the same. Most of Africa, <laughs> when the father dies, we divide, and, we divide and, right? Yeah, and, and everybody enjoy. gets their piece. <laughs> but if you divide the businesses, you reduce its capacity, yes. you de- reduce its... Um, it's brand value yes. because it's like, oh, we used to be this, now I'm now called this, I do this part and this part. So you're, you're reducing something and you're not able to, to hold that wealth now for, mm. uh, for generations. So I think you have to start thinking earlier about how we're going to do succession. Yeah. Um, and my dad died kind of suddenly, so I don't think he had really gone through a lot of that. Mm. So, but now we've started um, earlier even in our business. So even in our generation, with my brothers, we're already starting to think about the what next. is there, what, how do you manage the next generations, and so on. And the uniqueness of, I would say for family businesses, the key questions mm-hmm. people forget is that there is a family, yes, and then there is a business. And they That's are not complex. the same. Yeah. So exactly, Take us through that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the rules that manage a family uh-huh. or the, let's say the, the space that a family is in is not the same one for business. So family has a lot of emotion. Exactly. It has a lot of um, equality. Mm-hmm. See, we're all family. We're all yes. born by yeah. the same guys, uh, by the same parents and mm-hmm. so on. So you've got to have different rules around family. It's got social Mm-hmm. Our family name and that kind of thing. It's got all those kind of things. But business is, is business. It's about money. It's about skills. Right? Can yeah. you, can you sell? To the table. Yeah. Can, you bring, can you add value? Yes. It's about competition. Yeah. It's about managing other people who are not in the family. Yeah. How are you going to manage those people? Mm-hmm. And those, you are not going to manage them on equality and so on. Yeah? It's different. People are paid what they bring. Yes. Okay, isn't it? Those, those kind of things. So how do you split the two? Exactly. So what the advice is now, and that's what Globally did, and we took advice, again, like we had from Mose, you really need advice. <laughs> yes. yes. So you create something different. You create a family council, okay. which is like a family board of directors, mm-hmm. and then you create your board of directors for your business, mm-hmm. because they're going to run on different things. Principles. And then, so to work in the business, mm-hmm. in our family, different families have different rules, you have to qualify. Wow. Yes. Which makes sense. Blood does not qualify you. Blood, blood does not qualify you. The no. family name does because not qualify Because it does not bring you. sales. No. <laughs> okay. It does not know finance. Blood doesn't no. know finance <laughs> or legal or no. HR customer or, or customer care. <laughs> it must be skill. But of course, to be in the family, you don't need... It's you don't blood. need skill. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, okay. So to be oh, on the yes. family, you are in, but you are in because you are 
family. Your family. Yeah. But on the other side, it's different. So, for instance, in our family, you must work. I think we've put three years outside. You must have worked three uh -huh. years outside. Outside the come, business. Before outside you the business before the you come business. in. And then we must have a job for you. Like, you don't just come and say, <laughs> and really? get a job. Yeah. But, but it's my family. How can I not no, have a job? It's the business. Your I'm family unemployed is okay. and, and the Your business family is okay. money. You're, you're still in the family. You're a shareholder or not. But you are not in the business. You don't have a job. Wow. We can come and, you know, you can come and say, I have a business idea, can you invest in that? And it's a yes or a no. That's a yes or a no. And it's a business decision. So would I then go through um, the usual human resource process, like get hired, yeah. go through an interview? You should, yes. And not qualify or qualify? Yeah. What a shock. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to be, you have to be skilled. Yes. And remember, if you're in a business and you start growing... You have many people. We have about 200 employees. Wow. They want to know. They want to know that you are. You've come here for a reason. You are not just here. You're not a placeholder. You've got some skill, right? But now on the family side is where you decide things like. And a lot of families they change what they do. You say we need to provide for our family. Yes. So it's what do we do with the, say like dividends and, and shareholding. What do we do with things like medical? So like in our family, we say everybody gets medical cover. Okay. So it should not be an issue. Yeah. In other families, they say everybody must get an education. Yes. Uh -huh. So we pay school fees up to, up a to certain here. Level, yes. Some of them will say we'll get you a house. Wow. Not immediate, but everybody must have a roof okay. over their house. Right? Yeah. So that's, we are taking care of your, mm, your yeah. basics, okay? Yes, yeah. it's making sense. And yes. that, so it's not, uh, and it, you know, every family will decide its yes. own thing. But it's important to say, okay, what are the, those are kind of family things, and then these are business things. Wow. Because again, also, the, the danger is a family starts dividing money that doesn't exist. Of course. Uh -huh. Because they decide we're all going to drive Range Rovers, <laughs> but, but the no business is not producing Rover. Range Rovers. So the business wow. must produce and so on. Yeah. And then also, sometimes the family council tells the business what it can and cannot do. Mm. So for instance, in our business, we have what we call... Um, there are areas of business we said we are not going to do. So, we, for instance, it's just in our constitution. Yes. We have a family constitution. That's nice. an important document. You say these are the rules. So do you have heads. a family constitution? Yeah, you have to have. So, you say this is how yeah, we operate. Yeah, yeah. For what? So, we don't do like tobacco, <laughs> you know, gambling. Mm. There are some businesses we say, okay, we are not going to do. So, yes. even if the business comes with a strategy. Nada. On the family, they say we found a very nice casino yeah. that makes money. <laughs> yeah. Pre-decided, yes. We don't do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah, you have to run that split yes. very well. Yeah. And, and uh, I like what you've said because one of the, the survey I read by Deloitte and it was done in Eastern Central Africa, yeah. that one of the things that as, as the, the more the generations, the more complex it becomes because the family yeah. people are increasing, yes. uh, people are educated, yes. and there's a lot of conflict in a way, and I see you've capped it by boards and all that. Tell us about some of the stories. I am sure there's some conflict. Because sometimes people think, no, it's business, family business, everything will go smoothly. There's no way. But just to encourage someone <laughs> who might be in conflict right now, in their family, either with their parent or yes. with their child or sibling. Yeah. sibling. Tell us. Uh, yes. So, again, um, there's a lot in life that is common, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. there are things we call life skills. And they are important to teach. I hope we teach our children from when they are young. It's things like uh, communication, uh, emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. you know, temperance, which is just about I don't have to get my way on everything. Yeah. 
So those things also count within the family. So when you're within, like, uh, how we work within the family council is not everybody gets in, not everybody in the family gets into the family council. Currently, we are, we are few, so it's not such an issue. But there's a way you are, you are kind of elected. Mm. And you want the wise people. <laughs> okay? You want the wise people, isn't it? Not everybody is wise at the same level. <laughs> everybody is wise at some level. But it's how much you have, right? Would so, you be voted to the family council? Exactly. As the wise man? As a wise woman. Man. Yes. That is a very good wow. question. In fact, yeah. And then now you have also the board. Because the board gives you, and it's important to have at least the business board that gives you advice. So even for us, like in our family council, we have an advisor as well. Wow. Who can help you when you're having certain transitions. Mm. Because he can talk to different people and so on. So when we've had some transitions, he'll talk to me, he'll talk to the person concerned, to other guys, wow. and try and bring up an agreement. Mm. And the other thing is to figure out that you're trying to bring that word. It's consensus. Yeah, yeah. It's not about now I've decided this is the way we're going to go. It yeah. must go like that. Mm. It's, you, you understand that you're in a business and that's part of that wisdom, communication skills and so on. It's like I am going to have to bring people along to my idea yeah. or be open to hear their additional ideas yes. because they also have wisdom. Mm. But we'd be able to say this is the problem we have how are we going to be able to solve it together? Yes. And that's an important kind of life skill for everyone. Even when yeah. We're talking about it even in the marriage. It's like we yeah. say, we have a problem, let's solve it. Yeah. Let's discuss let's it. Put let's there. put the problem there and <laughs> yeah. discuss it. So that's an important thing in, in, in uh, family as well. Mm. Try and resolve those issues. And then also is to build. Remember to build, again, like I was saying, family is different from business. So businesses, you have AGMs and so on. Mm. Family is connection. Yes. Do we meet? How often do we meet just to meet? Yeah. No agenda. Mm. We just meet to eat and, yes. you know, laugh, uh, birthday, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to have those things that you're keeping on building because the time the conflict arrives, it's too late to start <laughs> building relationships. <laughs> relationships. But yeah. even in business now, we do team building. Yes. What's the idea of team building? We're just saying, bond. let's bond a bit, yeah. let's understand each other, mm. hear where mm. people are coming from. Yeah. That's an important part of, of uh, this, this um, journey. The journey yeah. Yeah. And as we wait for questions from uh, the people who are watching, I know one of the things we're passionate about is management. The entire aspect of management of businesses. Tell us some, of hacks, some hacks that we can go with having run this complex in, in, empire and managing people, different people, also managing family. Yes. Give us some of those hacks. I know it's your strong yeah. area. Yes. yes. So, um, when people ask me how I manage or what we did with getting this business, yeah, mm. I think uh, an verse that came to mind for me today is uh, Proverbs 26. Mm -hmm. It says, many people, this is NRSV, mm. many proclaim themselves loyal, mm -hmm. but who can find one worthy of trust? Wow. And I like the question you said. You know, in fact, it says that a faithful man who can find. Who can yes. find, yeah. I think it's, I'm not sure which version that is, yeah. Mm. And it's a question of whether we are faithful. Mm. So management has a lot to do with faithfulness. Yes. And yes, I think in Africa we do have a death of businesses and we, we need to be entrepreneurs and so on. But also, who is going to manage our business? Where are the managers? Mm. And for some of us, the reality is we're going to be managers. Mm. So like for me... I'm actually more of a manager than an entrepreneur. Mm. Because it's a family business, I own my small portion of it, mm. yeah. but I basically manage it for, yes. for other people. Yeah. But where is my faithfulness in what I'm doing? Yeah. 
Am I doing um, my work in a way that is worthy? That when I'm given something, I close it. I yeah. take it to the end. Mm -hmm. And I find for us, we have a... Is it a carelessness? It is a... A slack hand. A slack hand. Is it... Um, a lack of focus. Can we do a job and do it well? Mm -hmm. Can we understand excellence? Mm -hmm. You know, one mm -hmm. of the things we put in our business is just let to experience the fulfillment of creating excellence. That's our purpose. Wow. So how can we create something that is actually experience, good? Yeah. You know, I always tell guys, the creation story, at the end of the day, it was, it was good. good. Every single it time. was good. Yeah. Yes. And when it is good, people see it. It's true. Yeah? They'll say, yeah, Chris, it's good, the way you address. Yeah. It's good. Ah. It's good. It's good, Pastor Chris. Right? It's good. Yeah. So, uh, but the way we do our work, you find people, they closed early, Customers walk in, they are not talking to them. Um, they promise a job. I'm going to finish on Monday. And, uh, and, they, the, and they don't tell you. Oh, oh sorry, I forgot. No. So how, how faithful are we? Though? So good management, your first thing is about faithfulness. faithfulness. And wow. then the rest is about learning skills yeah. that will make you improve on your faithfulness. Relevant, and, yeah. and your relevance and how quickly you are able to um, to serve and deliver things. Mm. And then start creating systems that will help you do that. So, um, yesterday, again, I was saying, I like op watching operations. We were at uh, CJ's, isn't it? <laughs> and you watch how they bring food. It's busy. Hey. Okay, it's very busy and there's a mm. lot going on. They have a huge menu. But they bring you food as you asked for it. Wow. And if you think about, maybe they serve, what, a thousand meals a day, two thousand meals a day. How are they able to get to do that from the farm to your form, plate. Yeah. With the same quality. Yes. It's a system. Yeah. It's a system. So you've got to build in the systems mm -hmm. and take the time. It did not happen the first day. <laughs> no. So take the time, build the systems, perfect them, get them to work as best mm -hmm. as you can. Yeah. But if you have the mindset of faithfulness yeah. and that we are going to deliver what we promised. What we promised. It's, it's the basic. It's the foundation that, because you start saying, you know, we will find a way to do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're committed to it. So some questions yeah. have started coming in already uh, from Claire, uh, who writes and says, for a person who is just starting out or starting to build a business with the desire and aim of having it one day become a generational business, which is majority of the people watching, honestly, they're asking, what is the key to consider for both family and the business? Like, what should they already be foundationally, what should be in your mind if you're thinking generational business? I feel like you've already started to answer some of that, uh, building systems and other things, but what, what's the difference? What, what's the difference between a person building their business that will end with them and another person who's building to hopefully hand over to another generation? Another generation, yeah. yeah. Um, I think one is start thinking about structures within your business, mm -hmm. which, which are important. It's, it's simple things even like shareholding. Who are the shareholders? Mm. Do you, is it you and your wife or your partner mm -hmm. or with, with other people? Do they, you know, because you then start writing who are the shareholders. Okay. Some people put their children as shareholders, as shareholders although you know, well, they need to become of age yeah. Yeah. Uh, to become shareholders, etc. So you start thinking about things like that. Other things that people don't think about a lot, we were talking about insurance with uh, Dennis, I think, the other days. Yeah. Uh, we call it key man insurance. 
Do you have that in Kenya? You key must have man. It. It's called key man insurance. Mm-mm. It should probably be gender specific. It's key mm. woman. Key no, uh, no, don't it worry. We are, <laughs> we are secure. We are secure. Man involves <laughs> men and women. We came so out of you. We don't mind. You get insurance, which says that if the person who is running the business is not, because you know there is usually in a small business mm. there is the one person who has there the knowledge, the yeah. skill, everything. So you get insurance on them. It's like a life insurance oh, oh, policy wow. and also health. So if I get sick, we will still get some. We'll have some revenue. So you start mm. thinking about things like insurance and so on. And then um, something we don't do a lot in Africa is writing wills. Hey, talk about that it. one we okay. fear because yeah. we think it's bad omen. Talk about <laughs> yes. If you write your will, you <laughs> might die. It, yes. Okay, well, well, we know we will die eventually. Let me surprise you. Yeah, you are going to die. Oh, what Don't a worry shock. about that. <laughs> Let me surprise you. You are going to die. But won't I bring it closer if I write a will? No. How, no. how will it bring oh, it closer? Uh, I think we have a bit of animism with it. Mm. Just write one. I wrote mine 10 years ago. Mercy. So I can tell you at least you have 10 years. <laughs> After you write it, you'll have at least 10 years. At least from your experience, we'll <laughs> say, yes, 10 years, I'm sure. Okay, yes. okay, okay. But it's good to start writing those things because you yeah. start writing your wishes so that people uh, start to understand them. You know, mm. they say, and then, and your will is not just only what you write, mm. it's what you say. Mm. Yes. You start telling people as well. You know, you just have conversations around it. You just say, okay, this is what I think. Wow. Yeah. Not, not necessarily specific and yeah. so on. But finally, is about, especially if you think about your children, one of the things, and we are not very good at it, that's in our business, start taking your, business, your children to your workplace. Oh. If you notice around, uh, a lot early. of the Asian businesses do that, mm. yeah? yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah? You find the kid at the counter, he's working there for Everything. holidays. Yes. During holidays, we tell yes. them, go and play, go visit your grandmother. <laughs> or, uh, we tell them, come to work here, do nothing. Sweep, give people coffee. Yes. You know, just do something small, talk with people. Then they start to get, um, is it almost a feel for the business? Maybe a love for the business. They meet people there. They start liking them. So they get a sense of what the business does and so on. So you've got to be able to talk to them. Yeah. So that they start to understand what is the business. Mm. Uh, Because, and it's happening now to other businesses. You reach a stage where, you know, your children decide they want to become a pastor, for instance. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we don't want <laughs> Because that's why I said it's, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It? It's not a bad thing. Yeah. But it's like that means the business, you know, you have to think about something else for the business, which is, is fine. But that's, that's what happens. So what's the way out? Like that scenario you've just painted. I mean, here yeah. you are, you have your sons, you have, you know, some maybe nieces and nephews coming into the business. And yeah. then what if they decided not to continue with the business? Is there a plan? In yeah, place? that's um, it's a good question. But you have to think, when I started off with the family business, you had this thing of like, and there are some businesses which have lasted generations. You know, like, yes. you know, Stedler? Stedler is yes. the pencils? Yes. That business is like 400 years. What? It's 400 years, yeah. And it's a family business? It's a family business. So is uh, Puma, Adidas. I mean, they are, they are very big, uh, many, many old businesses, right? Um, wow. So I used to think, we're going to do whatever yes. Yeah. But you just kind of realize, okay, you have your time. I can do what I can. And it, that's about stewardship again. Yeah, it's it's a good word to think about yeah. stewardship. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do my part, mm-hmm. try and bring other guys. But it's continued assurance is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. And it doesn't have to be. Aww. Because sometimes they are sold. You know, like uh, if we take even, is it Porsche? Porsche VW? 
it's family business, but the family are not really there. But they, they, are, um, they still own a bit, but it's majority owned by other people. But you've created, and I think that's the important thing for Africa, is you've created the wealth. Okay. So you've the other important the thing is to even sell it. Because if you sell a business, a the wealth business. continues in Africa, so to speak. Because you've created something. If I have a factory, whether it is my family running it or somebody else running it, it is, it is running. It is producing yeah. something. It is creating jobs. Yeah. So one of the difficulties I think I see, or the, let's say the failures, we let businesses kind of go down until they die. Yeah. You know, it's like, and then by the time it is there, there is nothing to sell. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crap. Because we are thinking short. Yes. Short term. So in fact, I remember we had um, some family friends, which, I wrote, and this again is what I'm saying, good conversations with your yeah. parents. Mm-hmm. My dad tell me about them. So the, the, the breadwinner died, and my dad was like trying to advise her, just sell the business. Yeah. Okay? But she was a bit stubborn. She's like, no, I want to keep it for my kids, everything. Yes. But in the end, there was nothing left. Oh, no. Because, again, the, the key man insurance and everything. Mm. It was the key man not able to run it. So you've got to be able to think, uh, how do we maintain wealth? Yes. yes. Um, and, of course, if you sell it, you get a... If you sell it for a good price, you get a... You should get a good bag of... Of gold, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> All some money, yeah. and yeah. that is what will keep the family yes. going. Oh, you might yeah. buy a ranch, buy a block something, of flats. Yeah. You buy something yeah. that will keep going. Yeah. So you, at least, you will get some value out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. One of the things that actually we've had that fail uh, generational businesses is uh, company owners wanting to keep mm-hmm. complex business matters to themselves. And even here in Uganda, I know we had a meeting with Uganda Securities Exchange, and they're saying companies want to list, but they don't want to reveal information. Mm. And that's a major thing. Talk about that. <laughs> it's like people want to keep, they don't want to let go. Yes. Yeah, it is, um, it's a challenging thing, but... And maybe yeah, how are you handling it? How we handle it, yes, yes. Um, I was lucky in a sense, because my dad, when he started working, and again, that's why I, I always tell people, don't Working in corporate, working for other businesses is not a bad thing. My dad and actually his partner worked for corporate, large corporates. Yeah. So they started off with, uh, it was an old company mm-hmm. where my dad worked, but his partner was with EABL, the Uganda mm-hmm. breweries and whatnot, yeah. for a long time, and he was the MD. So when we started, from day one, the business started with a board. Mm-hmm. Because they worked with larger companies, they understood what a board does yeah. and how a board will, will help you out, right? Yeah. Uh, I talked to other people who had family businesses, and then they start with a family entrepreneur and so on. Then they start thinking, how am I going to get a board and all this? Yeah. For us, it was different. It was how are we going to bring the family into the board, <laughs> okay? which we now wow. have. So we've brought yeah. the family into the board as yeah. well. So they are, they are part of it. So um, you, you definitely, like we had, you need advice. Mm. Okay? But again, we said a faithful man who can who find can find. So I would first start challenging people, are you worthy of being on somebody else's mm-hmm. board? Okay? Even to find good directors, one of the things, there are people who ask you to be on their board, mm. and you're like, I, I know that guy. Do I want to be... <laughs> do, I want to do, do I want to be associated with whatever they are, they are doing? So one, you've got to build a business with a good reputation. Yes. That people... When you invite them to, to your board, they are like, ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm they happy. want to associate. You know, I'm happy to join this board. This is a company that is doing um, good, good things. things yeah. 
So two, you are going to end up telling people uh, about your business. They, you have employees. And as your business grows, in fact, it becomes a restriction. Any business, any organization, as it grows, very similar, and I think yesterday we were talking about like the model you have here at uh, Worship Harvest. Mm. There is no way you can do, the original pastors can run every site. No. <laughs> or every mission or community. You can't. You have to, to let go. Whether it is managers, you have supervisors on a line, you have to be able to start learning how to let go. Yeah. So then what becomes imp important, are you able to create vision? Mm -hmm. Because the way you do it, I can give you a factory line to learn, to run, if you know what you're doing. Yes. You know, I have to train you so you know what we're doing, what yes. we're trying to achieve. Um, you know, I have to give you the skills. Yes. I have yeah. to be able to communicate with you, help yes. you know how you communicate with mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. So you run it, uh, you have to expand that way. Mm -hmm. If you keep your business that small, then your goal of becoming a billionaire, that's the, that's the, that's the end of it. Yes. yes. Because you've kept it that small. Now, it's not bad. Some people do that. If you're, a, a, especially in like professionals, mm. if I'm a lawyer, I can decide I have my law firm, it's me, myself, and I, right. oh. and it's fine, I earn money, and it's okay. Oh, well. yeah, doctors, professionals, you could do that. But it's the biggest uh, restriction. Yeah. So then related to that is do the right thing, because you've do got to be right doing the right thing. thing. Yeah. What is it that you're hiding? <laughs> what, what are you doing that you're hiding? <laughs> okay. So you have to do the right thing. That has you know, not been done before. Yeah. And the reality is, in fact, uh, this week we were talking about some businesses in Kenya. People grow their businesses. You can get into the bad habit. You know, I don't pay my taxes. I hide. Mm. I do this. I do that. But you find guys have grown into businesses which are maybe worth a billion dollars. Wow. But you're still playing games. Yes. And the reality <laughs> is, once you are there. You are okay, are they can see you. Yeah. There is no hiding. <laughs> when you are in the back of the market stall somewhere back there, nobody yeah. sees yeah. you maybe. Yeah. But when you are big, you are being seen. Mm. So that transparency is not optional. Yes. You are going to have to, to oh. have yeah. it. Yeah. So build the transparency into your business early. Yeah. And again, yeah, we are talking to people we believe in the Bible, eh? So, yeah. Yes. like Jesus said, you give Caesar <laughs> what belongs to Caesar. So you have to give Caesar his yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as we come to a close, one thing, I know now you've also gone ahead into policy. East Africa, Comesa, East Africa Business Council, all those alliances. What drives you into that? Is it, uh, is it important even for your business? So I think what got me into that, I started off with, uh, actually I started off with the Property Developers Association, um, Kenya Association of Manufacturers. I think there's a thing about, it's always been my thing, somewhat. Um, I like thinking systemically, like I said, mm. what's the big system? Yes. So what is the ocean we are swimming in? Yeah. Mm. It's thinking about the, the water, the waters we are in, not just that we are swimming in them. <laughs> uh, an and what is affecting the waters that we are in. Yeah. So at that level, you start saying, okay, there is something bigger going on. Mm. How are we going to uh, resolve those issues? How, how can we address those issues? So in Kenya, we've got a pretty good, strong private sector engagement and associations where we engage with government not as activists, because sometimes we'll get in there, we want to go and demonstrate on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like we are trying to help government, we are saying, what is it that we can do that creates a better business environment? Mm. And you can engage with it. Now, for my sins, I trained as a lawyer, so I tend to be good at convincing people. Mm. I hope I've convinced you some things today. <laughs> for sure. But, <laughs> but, you know, you get... 
So, so you start getting to talk to people and start saying why do certain things not work and how do things, how can things uh, improve. And it's a needed space because sometimes, and it's a, it's a dirty little secret. I was saying, guys, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Have you guys watched mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz, the kids' movie? In the end, Dorothy finds that there was uh, there was this thing that was scary, but there was nothing. Was nothing. There. <laughs> there, were, there were no ideas. And I, I actually found a lot of governments. We, they create a sense of we know what we are doing, we know everything, we can move yeah. things and all that kind of thing. And they are very, by the way, they are very sharp guys in there and very knowledgeable guys and so on. But you can actually go in there and put in stuff. There, there are some things they don't know. Yeah. So we engage with them and we tell them, but do you know this will happen? They're like, oh, we never thought about that. Yeah. Or do you know we could try this other idea and this is what might happen? Yeah. So we're just there trying to advocate for good business. Uh, so I started off at KEM, which was about manufacturing in Kenya. So they are the ones who sent me both to, to actually the three, Kepsa, Comesa, and uh, um, EABC. And it's about how we're going to be able to create markets that work. Because we are all trading, you're doing your business, it's in a market. If that marketplace is not working, if the marketplace is not arranged to make you? it work, move yeah. it here, yeah. we, we are limited to what we can do. Mm. And it's actually one of our limits mm. that we don't have free uh, or as open markets that are useful for business. Yes. So that's a challenge we have. And so it's engaging there. It's also a lot of complex work. Yeah? Mm. So you realize when you start looking at the markets and the bigger things and laws, there are so many minor, minor details about standards, mm. about taxation, mm. about policies, you know, policies and all these things, cultures, again, which yeah. are very different, yeah. and histories, mm. which are different, which you have to engage with. But we have to engage with them if we're going to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we'll be able to build awesome. East Africa. Wow. So much to learn. There's still lots of questions. I've read your questions. Most of them have already been answered. Um, if, if I read some of them for maybe a few, one was asking, how do you help families with multiple wives and several children transitioning to the next generation and avoiding conflict? He answered that about separation. There's a family council. There's a business board. You don't let the two mix and then you create the separation there. So it sounds a bit complex, but it's still the same, just a unique family situation. Um, I saw another question that was already answered from uh, King Faladi. You asked, how can someone be in full-time ministry but ensure that the business survives and is well managed? Talked about systems, talked about you know, all those things, processes, creating that. Daniel Chaudhry, you're going to have to take um, uh, the, the man to lunch or, or breakfast. He's trying to squeeze everything. He's asking like very, I know what he's going for. You know what he's asking about sales strategies. And he's a salesman. So he's like, tell me some tricks about what's happening with your sales team. What five books can I read and all that. So Daniel talked to Pastor Chris. He might give you five minutes if you're around. He said, Daniel Chaudhry, you should be around. You'll hang out at the, at the business lounge. Listen, those of you who are watching, we're already out of time. So Mshai is not going to be able to answer more of your questions. But you've given us so much today. So, so much for me. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the only one I want to answer, because Please. especially for the men, <laughs> yeah. because they seem to have the, the bigger problem, but I guess the women, is that one about the multiple families? Come on, tell us. Because this thing, there are so many, the men are being irresponsible. If you have all those situations, and people have them for different reasons. I like what you call them, situations. <laughs> no, you have That's situations, what whatever. Are. 
Oh yeah. But you know, sort it out. Those are the ones I'm saying like for your will, eh? Yeah. Just sort it out. In the will. Why leave people in problems? Mm. If and you know, you know you're not living forever. Just sort it out one way or another. <laughs> early enough. Prevent it. Prevent, prevent it. Prevent yeah, it. prevent it. But if, but you're, if in you're in it, it sort it out. Sort it out. So crisp for the men. and great. For me, you know, the first thing, Shia, is that you've showed us that it's possible. That what we are dreaming about is possible. It can happen with an African, with an East African. So it's close to home. You've given hope to what what Apostle Mose has been pushing and telling us about. Think generational, think. And you know, it's a whole mind shift. The things you're saying, to you, it's the world you live in. Fish doesn't know water, but to us like wow you know that's so okay i have to, i've never thought about a family council like and how to get onto the family council come on now so you've talked about separation you know you the separating the family from the business you've talked to us about bringing the family in early so don't despise what you're building start bringing in the children now at the stage that it's at talking about that the business even at dinner time lunch time just conversation you talk to us about faithfulness that is so critical about doing the right thing now pay your taxes hello you know transparency building systems having vision uh, keep growing as a person have mentors you've really given us so much in such a short time business garage the ones in the room can you help me appreciate Mushai for the wealth that he has given us uh, the online crew has been very engaging and very wowed and very excited. Thank you for engaging with us. People are saying lots of things. They're saying, this guy is so smart. Uh, great interactions. So much wisdom. Thank you so much. Can you please come back? I'm not forging. The stuff is right there. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll be back for Transform Without the Earthquake. Yes, he'll be back. So, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for Business Garage, those of you who have watched online and at the different business leaders' networks. I hope you're going to hang out right after here and, and you know break it down share some real-time ideas what one thing what's next for you what's the next thing you're going to do this week this month to move closer towards building something that can outlast you maybe it's writing a will i don't know but do something and listen you're watching you're listening to us on radio and you've never met jesus lord of your life everything we talk about jesus has built the most multi-generation thing that has existed for thousands of years the church of jesus christ continues to move forward and everything we learn we learn from him and there is nothing greater than knowing him and working with him for the rest of your life even this business garage it's about equipping kingdom businessmen and businesswomen so we want to invite you to the family of God maybe you're watching or you're listening and you've never had the opportunity to make Jesus Lord of your life or you've had it and thought I'll postpone it today is the day of salvation and it's so simple if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you allow him to be in control of your life just like that, you're born again. So if you'd like to make that decision, I know you'd like to make the decision. So if you've never made it, just go ahead and pray this very simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you, today I accept you as the Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. I give you my life. Give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins. And give me a new beginning. From today, I am a child of God. Take my life and do something with it. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. I want you to do something for me. Send a message to this number immediately, right now. Like, listen, stop what you're doing. Send a message to this number 0775 If you're outside Uganda, that's plus 256 There is a pastor waiting to connect you to a loving family to make sense of what has happened. Let us know that you've made that decision. I want to welcome you to the family of God. Every Sunday at 7, we are here at Business Garage. We start with prayer. We have worship. We pray for your businesses. And we bring you guests who are going to impart so much wisdom and knowledge for your business. And for just you as a person who makes money and interacts economically in the world. So get on. Get online. Get friends. Get family. Share this with other people. And let's build something significant. We'll see you again next week. Same place, same time. But later on at 9 a.m. We'll see you again at all these social media platforms. And at our Worship Harvest locations. Live as we start a new series on fruitfulness. At all our Worship Harvest locations. You're blessed. We'll see you again next Sunday. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.